here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? Welcome inside Adapting with Alex Garrett. Oh, it's a shoe fit wearing. Let's adapt together right now. Talking about adaptability here on Alex Garrett Podcasting, my next guest is no stranger to that. And if you know the name Robbie Twible, your ears are going to perk up even more because I've got Robbie, the son of Queens College Athletics Director Robert Twible, but he's telling his own story now. And Robbie, uh, you're telling your story through your own podcast. And when everybody hears that name, Robbie Twible, I'm sure their ears perk up. So welcome and, and thanks for joining me today. Oh, Alex, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Now, I remember when you were just a little kid running around the campus of Queens College and doing the athletics. Now you are in college yourself. First of all, tell us your journey and, and how things have been. So right now I'm at Bloomingdale State College. Uh, I'm studying sports management, and I actually just completed my first semester today. And, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It went well. Uh, it, was a, it was a long journey. Uh, especially because it felt like Groundhog's Day with the COVID, <laughs> you know. But uh, I got through it, and hopefully, um, maybe I know not this, not in the spring. I'm, uh, it's not in person, but hopefully, maybe uh, next year. Well, were you in person at all, or was it all via Zoom? What was that like? It was uh, via Blackboard. It's a company that it's almost like it's so basically like a Zoom, and uh, all the lectures were on there, and you handed in assignments. Uh, it was very, very different, but uh, I was lucky because I got some of the high school experience uh, was with almost like a black war type of type of uh, feeling with the assignment. So I was able to get adjusted with that. So that really helped. But nonetheless, uh, not used to that. I'm sure there's a lot of you weren't used to that or expecting that for your freshman year of college, huh? Oh, no. And it was <laughs> even worse with the senior year in high school going back then. Uh, missed out on a lot of events that were, you know, that you would remember for a lifetime, like senior prom. And I did have a graduation, but it was nowhere uh, near like a regular graduation. And, you know, you miss out on a lot of those moments that it really stinks, you know? Robbie, I got to say this. If you've ever been to Queens College on EB Awareness Day, that's a day we honor Robbie. How are you doing with the EB, and maybe give us a little bit about the condition, as well as how you're overcoming that to do college, to do life, to do the podcast? Yeah, so uh, I was born with epidermolysis like Alex said, EB for short. Uh, it's a rare genetic skin disease where I'm missing, missing collagen 7, which is the glue that holds the layer of the skin together. So any friction or any, any tra- uh, trauma to the skin makes my skin blister and come off uh, very easily. So I'm missing over half my body is missing skin, and uh, I'm I, I'm doing well. There's a lot of, it's, I'm blessed because there's a lot of clinical trials uh, over at Stanford uh, University at, in uh, San Francisco, and uh, there's, the research has just been, you know since I was born, the research has only grown tremendously. So I just took part in a clinical trial that they injected collagen seven into the skin. They actually regrafted it. And that's and that's uh, I'm still in the process of that. That's going well, wow. and you know I just take it day by day. Uh, uh, like I said, the activity, uh, the non-activity that COVID has caused is not really helping. Because it's, it's you know I 
EV is better when uh, you move around and, you know, COVID around. It's not, it's very hard for me to get around, especially because with my disease, COVID would only uh, have more of a negative impact. Uh, but, you know, I try not to let it stop me. Uh, I can't play sports, obviously. Uh, but I am, uh, try to do other things. I, I'm clean. I'm, I'm clean. My mom must call it. I have a, I'm a normal teenager with a skin disease, you know? Absolutely. Now, you know, one of the things that you're doing in the sports realm is sort of what your dad did, which is sport, does sports management. I mean, I got to say, are you taking that? as a major because of being around athletics at Queens College, or what's your passion for sports management? Uh, I, well, I have to, I, I wrote an essay about this. Uh, I, I really have to thank my sister. Uh, she is a very gifted basketball player, and before that, before she started playing basketball, I wasn't really into sports. I was into Broadway, and I still love Broadway. Uh, I was into film, and still, still is in the film, but before that, I really didn't care for sports, didn't watch sports, but when Allie started playing basketball and, uh, you know, I was asked to do the book and the clock, I really started to like it. And then I, I remember watching uh, NBA game. Uh, it was the Clippers. And I was like, wow, I really like this. So I started to watch that, the NBA. I started, you know, transitioning into college basketball. And uh, I was, uh, I like I said before, I... The CYO, my sister's CYO program, I did the class in the book, and uh, we have a tournament every year, a very well-organized tournament. It's great. And my buddy Dave Hutchett, shout out to him, uh, he does uh, the announcing, and he's really good at it. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool. And uh, I learned from him, and I actually, uh, well, before... Uh, before that, I, I, ninth grade, going to ninth grade, uh, they knew I loved, I, they knew I loved basketball and did clock in the book. Uh, but they offered me like a manager job. And I was, you know, I, I, I liked it, but I realized that there was no announcing and they, and, and they missed something. So I said, how about if I announce the games? Cause I, 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 I did it at this, at this tournament, the St. Rachel's tournament. And I, uh, I loved it. So I, I did that for my whole high school career. I'm hoping to do it past, you know, when COVID is By the gone. way, let me just say this. Uh, I You know, Robbie, what I remember when he was a kid, whenever we had the mic out for him, I mean, he was not shy. And I'm glad to uh, hear that, yeah. that that continues. I, I, I love performing. So, I, you know, that only the announcing is like performing in sports, you know. So, uh so yeah, I, I I've been doing the announcing for the last four years at the high, at the high school, and then uh, just the past last two years, the girls actually asked me to do it, and I think I have to be biased, but I think it's actually helped them. I think the, uh, and it's proven that the boys had uh, made the made the playoffs for the first time in like over 15 years, and the girls I think made the playoffs for the first time in program history. So I, I'm very blessed there, and I have a big fan support there. And I did that for the last four years. And on top of the St. Rayfield's tournament announcing, uh, I've been doing that. So I, I, so I used to, going back to what made me want to get into sports management, I used to want to be uh, something with Broadway or, or film. But then I realized uh, that's a very hard occupation to get into. And uh, I realized how people say I was very good at announcing, and I loved it. So I thought, oh, this would be a great 
great job for me. I love sports. I love doing this. I, uh, Farmingdale, part of the sports management program, it, you know, the sports management degree, you can get a broadcasting job. So I thought that would be a great fit for me, and uh, I love it so far. It's uh, really a great match. I'm very happy with it. Robbie, you know, I got to say, your Broadway thing, you, we'll, we'll get into this for a couple minutes. <laughs> You've been on the stage with the Jersey Boys, but before that, Talk about Ellen. I mean, she was part. She's a very influential part of your life. So oh, yes. so she had you on. Am I right? Yes. Uh, so before we can start with Ellen, I have to mention Justin Timberlake. Uh, he was really what really started that. Uh, he was such a nice guy. Came backstage and met with me and sat with me for ten minutes. Oh, uh, just talking Broadway and just talking life. It's like, and uh, that. Ellen would never have happened without him and his publicist, Sonia Muckle. Uh, Sonia knew it was my dream to meet him and to meet Ellen and to be on her show. So she, her, her friend is a producer on the show, and she told him my story. And so my mom got a phone call from the Ellen DeGeneres show saying, Hey, uh, we heard Robbie's story. Uh, we, love, we would love to have you come down here just to have you in the audience. And they actually made me made me uh, get on the phone, and and they actually told me to make sure that like I was not going to meet her. I couldn't get an autograph, and it was like a little bizarre. And they, uh, and it was a big commitment for my parents because it was uh, they had to pay for for uh, travel and uh, hotels. So just to have me sit in the audience, that was you know in their mind at first. It was a big commitment on their part. But thank God we did, because when we got there, they had us in the green room, and they were prepping us for questions, and they, the lie they gave was, oh, we're going to do, uh, like, a, Ellen has her own, like, YouTube. It's called EllenTube. They, they, they were prepping us and saying they were going to do an interview that would just be featured on EllenTube. And so we were like, okay. So we went back, uh, we went into the audience, watched the show, and a couch comes out. And uh, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I knew, I knew something was up when the couch came out. And then she, she went on and invited me up with my family. And it was an awesome experience. Uh, I'll never forget it. And she actually even invited me back for her famous 12 days of giveaways, which was even, uh, which was another experience that was amazing. Well, Robbie, I got to say, uh, following your journey has been amazing for sure. Oh, um, you. you mentioned your parents and obviously Rob, um, uh, has been a very good father and your, your mom as well, been a great mom. What is, what have they meant to you in your life so far in your very young life? I should say. Oh, everything. Uh, my parents always support me and they're always there for me and they take care of me medically. As of right now, I don't have a nurse, so they, they are they are really they take me to, to surgery. Without them, I you know I really wouldn't be where I am today. I would not I would not be in a good position. They are and and on top of taking care of me and my sister, they work hard outside. Uh, they treat us the nice 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 things. Uh, they, they they're really the everything to me. They mean a lot. What's it been like uh, around the athletics, the the student athletes every year when they did do that? I'm not sure if they still do it anymore, but they did the EB Awareness Day. What was that day like for you every year? 
Uh, it was amazing just knowing that I had so much support, you know, and uh, and the athletes who most of them didn't even know me. For them to uh, you know take their time and to do that fundraiser and to set everything up like that and to honor me with that game, it meant a lot. Uh, it means a lot not only to me but the other EB kids because uh, people who went to that game and were like, oh, what's EB? And when they search it, now they know. So, you know, because EB is a very rare skin disease out, and not everybody knows about it. And so, any, any, any you know, even this podcast, uh, any uh, sort of spotlight onto EB will only uh, help and to help raise awareness. And that's what we try to do here at Adaptability with Alex Garrett, Adapting with Alex Garrett. We just want to say, hey, you know, there's there's people out there who are overcoming daily, and uh, Robbie Twible is no exception. Now for the fun part. Your podcast. Tell me about it. Okay, so uh, like I said, I was doing I uh, did the announcing at Clark and at the tournaments, and I, you know, I thought to myself, oh, imagine if I, I at first it was just going to be local high school athletes, and I was going to interview them after games. Uh, I thought to my friends about it; they they agreed with me; it would be a great idea. Uh, just never got around to it, just because schoolwork was busy and other things. But then COVID hit, and I had a lot of a lot of free time, and uh, I said, "Oh my God, let's start this!" And it's very easy via Zoom, you know, just log on, and you're there, and uh, Zoom a you're able to record it. And uh, so I started at the beginning of the pandemic. It's called Robbie T Interviews. It's found on uh, YouTube, and it's basically like a Zoom interview show. Uh, they're about like 20 minutes each. And at first it was just sports people, uh, like uh, head coach of Hofstra, Joe Mahalik, and I own a head baseball coach, Paul Panic. But then uh, we transitioned to uh, everybody. Uh, I interviewed uh, Survivor Season 39 winner, Tom Sheehan. Uh, I interviewed... I, I interviewed... Uh, the Claxton, Hofstra, and NBA legends. I interviewed George for the Rescue, uh, host George. Uh, and my latest one is probably my biggest, uh, legendary, the one and only, uh, arguably the greatest college basketball announcer ever, Dick Clydell. Uh, that was really special. And uh, for just, just to, for him to give me that time, is, uh, it really means a lot, something I'll never forget. So yeah, it's been a it's been a fun journey. I've done eleven of them. Uh, as as the episodes go on, I'm sure you find this Alex too. It's hard to get people to come on. Uh, well, just keep you know. trying. That's all I gotta say. Just keep keep at it because it is tough. But you know what? Persistence <laughs> wins the day. Sorry. Uh, okay, so what gives you inspiration? People say you're inspirational, but what is your what gives you inspiration? Who is your inspiration? I look at people who, uh, you know, people think I have it tough, but I think, you know, certain people with other diseases who aren't able to use their minds and are even more limited, they're my inspiration. You know, they, you know, they, if, what they go through, they, they, I, I look at them because I go to uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital every three months and you see a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of kids who suffer from even worse diseases and they, they, they you know, they sh- show me and they, you know, like, uh, it is possible to get through this life, you know. Mm. 
yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. You know, I would say people with pre-existing conditions are very nervous about COVID, yet you're taking this in stride. So what is your message to those who do have pre-existing are nervous about this, uh, but they see you doing all this other stuff? There's got to be some nugget there that you could tell us what keeps you going through this pandemic, what keeps you not totally on edge about this, uh, as some seem to be every day. I, I Listen, I, I think COVID is definitely bad, and it definitely has affected many people. Uh, but I think you have to live your life, you know. Uh, you, you really can't let this let, let this disease stop you. Of course, you should wear a mask, and you should be... Uh, uh, protect, protective of yourself and social distance, absolutely. But you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't just hide out, you know, in your house. You should, you should go out. You should exercise. You should uh, play basketball. And for me, I, I just, ha- I, I have definitely limited myself. Like, as like I told you, mentioned before, the activity has definitely gone down, which isn't a great thing. But I try to keep a daily routine. I, you know, have school. I'm in school now. And uh, I try to get out as much as possible. I'm actually uh, coaching a basketball team now. I uh, just started coaching CYO. I really love it. Me and my dad are doing it. So I do that. You know, uh, I'm doing a podcast, just trying to, you know, keep keep as active as I can be. You, you know, but for people who are nervous, I would just say, you know, yes, I, I agree. You know, it, can, it is a little nerve-wracking, but, you know, the science is only getting better. Uh, there's a vaccine now. Uh, and I really, I would just say... You there, Robbie? Yeah, can you, did you hear my last answer? Okay, I thought I lost you for a minute. But no, it, it's true. You have to just take precautions, and that's what I, I think everybody can learn from this. Um, you know, when I see people not masked in crowds, I'm a little agitated by that. But yeah. as you say, we can live life and not be concerned. I think you're finding a way to, to get through this through your podcast. Where can people follow you, by the way? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram, Robbie underscore Twible, uh, T-W-I-B-L-E. They can find me on YouTube under Robbie T Interviews. Uh, and on Facebook, my name, Robbie Robbie and I kind of have this esophagus commonality where it's tough to, but you go to Cincinnati to deal with that. Have you, have you been well? Have you had to go to Cincinnati? How is, how is your system doing? Yeah. So, uh, probably the, uh, EB, epidermal is that the, uh, not only the outside of the skin stars, but the inside of the skin as well as organs, including my throat. So like, let's say I eat a potato chip. Uh, it like hits the hits one of the sides of the throat. It will create a a scar. It will create a wound, and over that, over time, that scar will both scar tissue, and it will build up and close the esophagus. So it will make it hard for food to pass down the esophagus. Will cause it to uh, choke and not be able to get food down. So every about three months or so, I have to go, and they put a balloon down my throat and they open that scar tissue back up, and so my esophagus is normal. So that that happens about every three months. Uh, it's routine. Even um, during COVID, um, it happened. Oh yeah, uh, I, it's uh, it's routine. So I go every three months, uh, and luckily I'm I'm blessed with that. Pretty much my only surgery I have to get. Occasionally I have to get other surgeries, uh, but yeah. To, uh, uh, so 
they go down with the balloon, they open it up, and then uh, I'm able to eat normally again. But when it is constricted and it does have scar tissue, it's like nearly impossible to get food down. It's uh, oh my bad. gosh, you you're telling me uh, we it's not fun and. Yeah. I am thankful for my doctor, my GI. I know you are thankful for your GI out in Cincinnati. I mean, they are doing yes. amazing work for those who do have um, an esophageal, I think we call it atresia, something to that effect. So one last, because now I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. Does does reflux affect your podcasting ability? Does it, does it ever like say, okay, I can't do this today because of it. Or do you find a way through that and still do podcasting? Even if the, you know, esophagus is a bit congested. I don't find reflux, uh, affect it. Uh, I would say the only thing is, is my eyes a little bit of a speech issue with just part of my, just part of my, uh, EB. My, there's also wounds in the mouth, right? So, and also my tongue is fused to the bottom, so it also limits my speech. I'm not able to produce certain sounds because this, the tongue doesn't move. Uh, I would say that is probably the only uh, biggest impact that uh, uh, is on my podcasting, just my uh, speech issue I have that is associated with EB. I wouldn't say the reflux. I, the reflux only affects me. I can't drink soda, you know, which is a bummer. But uh, that's, sure. that's the only thing I would say the reflux is because the soda builds up the uh, saliva. And when the throat is uh, scarred and, you know, it's uh, concise and it's swollen or whatever, and I need that surgery, saliva is built up from the soda and then the saliva is hard to push. I, I can't even swallow my own saliva, uh, in which that's, that's even terrible. So... But I it, no, that's that's not easy. But I I kind of feel like you do is like we see others out there, and it's like you know it's it's it, it's um how I put this for what we go through. Sometimes it's not the bigger picture. I guess is what I've learned over the years. I don't know if you've learned that too, but I kind of have seen that. It's like there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger cause, and you're certainly fighting that cause to get people well. That's what it is about. Yes. About educating people, making sure other pe- people know about this uh, terrible disease, and hopefully finding a cure for it one day, and and fighting the fight so that in 20 years kids won't have to, you know, be born with EB, you know. Well, one step at a time, one day at a time. I know, Robbie, you're out there. Any organization that you think you could recommend that you've worked with as well to help the cure for EB? Yes, it's called EBRP, uh, EB Research Trip, EB Research Trip Partnership. Uh, it's a great organization, and they they really do tons of research, and they have uh, they are really the backbone of research in the EB uh, community. They are you know funding many many projects that are really looking good, you know, to getting this disease cured. So I would. If you could donate, that would really mean a lot. And for all the other kids who suffer from EB, that would be great. Anything. Robbie, please come back on your journey as it's not over yet. You've got a long way to go, and we're here every step of the way with you. So come back and tell us what else is going on in the near future. Oh, absolutely, Garrett. And you have a bright future ahead of you, too, my friend. You're great. at what I Keep doing the podcast, and 
keep doing your radio show, man. You're going to be uh, the next Howard Stern one day. You know, I think yeah, I think another Twible told me that once. Maybe it was your dad. Uh, anyway, Rob Twible. Rob, love you, man. And Robbie, love you too, dude. And wishing you a very Merry Christmas to the Twibles this year. You too. Have a great holiday, Alex. And uh, stay well and safe, my friend. You got it. I'm Alex Garrett. And here, we are always adapting.